Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg, sort of. On this uh, this Saturday morning, the 20th, what is this, the 25th day of June? Good morning, Georgia! Good morning! Thank you for bringing that in there. And a special good morning to you fine folks in Griffin. Oh, you got a nugget from Griffin? I know they are the winningest high school program, or the second winningest, they'll say, in the high school program in the state. You know, them and Valdosta always go back and forth about which is the winningest. But good friend of ours, friend of the show, Tyrone Poole, always talks about his Griffin team. Tyrone Poole. Yeah, I always talk, talks we gotta about him. we got to get him on. Get him on the phone a little while. Anyway, that is the voice of Eric Slaughter, our producer, as I sit down here. Yeah, we got a... Um, a different kind of show today. Mr. Crenshaw is, uh, what do we say? He's on assignment? Yeah, he's but. He's a TV dude, so we say that. He's on assignment. But but it's, it's the greatest assignment because he sent me some pictures last night. He's up in my hometown. Well, we're not supposed to say that. He's oh. he's taking care of business. He's, yeah. you know, well, while he's, he's on business, he had yeah, a chance we, to we go out and sightsee. He's out of town. No. See, you know, people start knocking on his door, you know. Oh, so well, you don't want to do You got the, cren- the cren- Crenshaw address. Okay, okay. I don't know who's knocking on the this door. This is the information yeah. age, dude. That's taking about eight <laughs> seconds for some people. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Sam is not here. And um, it's been. this is the first time you and I have done a show together. You got to keep that mic right there, man. Because second be time, going back. second time. We did oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. The, the first time they tried this out, and I think that's what gave that's our right. that's newly. How you, you got the. That's how you got the job. Yeah. Okay. Well, be attentive. Don't worry about nothing else. Cause yeah. No. I need your help because I w- I don't know what happened last week because I was gone. Yeah. He's gone now. I was gone all uh, shortly after last week's show. Mm-hmm. I've been down in that lovely state of below us. We were actually hotter than them. We had the hottest day 
at least for our summer so far this past Wednesday, where we hit 100-plus on the heat index. So you missed that. No, I didn't. Well, you missed it. You missed it here. I wasn't here for it, but yeah. I didn't miss it. Man, oh well, yeah, I feel you. Because no. it seems like say it was fish grease hot down there too. I, I'm sure. And I'm I sure. Was, at least you had some waves or some water. Or no, something. man, you, I went, went down there surfing. Yeah, but you could working. visit it. You could ride. No, you could ride past some waves no, to it. I was working. Mm. I was working the whole week doing manual labor and doing things because I'm just a, I'm just a son trying to get into heaven. Yeah, I know that's right. I got right? I got to do the same thing. So I was I was I was relocating my father from one place to another mm-hmm. and it was cumbersome it was uh, mentally taxing it continues to be because i don't know what's going to happen next but he's situated and that's the best i can do but yeah that's where i was at all week long i i glimpsed at a tv from time to time right i saw some hockey i saw a game earlier this week yeah you know that took it that gave the abs the lead three to one by the way we're going to be talking hockey later on in the show uh sean belegian is going to join us in the eight o'clock hour, and we got some other special guests. We got some other things going. Even though Mr. Credit Show's not here, one of the things, one of the objectives for Eric and I this morning is to have fun. And like lots it, of fun, lots l- of fun. Like it or not, he's going to have to because <laughs> I'm going to be easy to make fun of because I, again, I missed most of what happened this past week. Kept a little bit on uh, on some things. Obviously, we're going to talk about what happened yesterday out at um, Truist, Truist with, with with Freddie's return. I saw that. By the way, did you make it through all that without a... a shedding a tear? Yeah. Absolutely not. There wasn't a dry eye in that stadium, I wouldn't say, and probably half the people watching it on TV. No, I'm not ashamed yeah, I, I, to admit. I had, I had to pass the Kleenex over to Tracy. But here's the thing. If he weren't crying, would there be as many tears? See, if it was just somebody else who was like very stoic, like it was Peyton Manning, he's not bringing on tears. Like like Freddie would. If Freddie now that Freddie starts crying, now everybody starts crying. Okay. Well, did we see Peyton Manning's first game back in Indy when he left? I bet you he he shed a tear. I mean, I'm assuming he I'm not, even went back I'm, to Indy. I'm assuming you did. Yeah, but he didn't come back there and get a World Series ring. No. Okay. Or a Super Bowl ring. Oh, yeah. He didn't. He didn't do that. Um, so yeah, there was. And by the way, that's a really good poll, poll question too. We're gonna. Put one together along those same lines, and we'll do it probably at forty after. Yeah. Give you guys a chance to get, let us know who you think, upon their return, got the most love. You know, it's funny because Freddie Freddie wasn't the only one to come back this week to get their ring. Jock Peterson got his too, the couple days before that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> a couple home runs, yeah. but you know, Jock is he. Listen, that dude. I tell you, before we got him, and now that he's gone. He's continued to do the same thing, yeah. and that is when you least expect it, and the guy who you don't think is going to do it will just jerk one out of the park. Yeah. You know, for the small amount of time, I don't think there's been a player, not on the Braves or probably a lot of teams, for the small amount of time that he was here. That's such an impression? Yeah, yeah, the impression and the influence. I ain't seen pearls on him since, and yet I saw it in the NBA. I saw it in the NFL draft. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was a lot. I didn't didn't see it – much in the NBA draft. Was, there, was anybody wearing pearls? Well, I don't know about pearls. It certainly was a lot of bling, though. You well, know, that, for, for, guys, for guys who haven't signed a contract yet, it was a lot of bling being worn on Thursday night. As expected, though, right? <sighs> but Again, as expected, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Some of them, though, I just look like, man. They ain't dressing for us, man. No, I'll tell you. I mean, they definitely ain't dressing for me. Yeah. And if they're past you. That says something about your birth certificate. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I, I'm starting. I'm starting to wish. You know, some classics will come back. When you start going, who is that? And and, and, and what are they wearing? Folk, no. Well, younger folks go. 
they just look at you funny. They don't even bother telling you who it is. They just look at you funny. Like, you don't know, y'all don't know nothing. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. All right, here's what's going on this morning. Again, Mr. Crenshaw is out. Eric has been deputized to be my crutch, and I will use him throughout the show because I was gone last week, kept my eye on a couple things that were going on, but for the most part, completely unplugged from the sports world. That doesn't mean, though, I don't have opinions about some of the stuff that happened. Absolutely. Which we will talk about. And when things like this happen, the best thing to do is to bring on experts that did watch them. You being obviously the first. Coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, Deshaun Tate. He's been a busy man. Let's keep our fingers crossed that he did <laughs> set his alarm. Okay, let's just keep our fingers crossed. Deshaun, you know, we, we missed him last week. Now, that's our cross to bear. This is what happens when you do a morning show. People well, say they're going to make it. But give him some credit. He worked Thursday night. He was on a show yesterday, and he's going to be with us today. He promised me. Well, I got that, that but they're going to do it last week. No, sure don't. Okay. So I'm saying, and I understand, this is his wheelhouse. This is his time of year. I was, I had my mouth all ready last week to talk to him about the end of the NBA Finals. Draymond bringing all his boys from Michigan State to show up there. That's like, that's, Deshaun would love to have been in there next week. Yeah. From Izzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's, a, he's yeah. a Michigan State guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that he loved that. So mm-hmm. I was ready to talk to him about that. Didn't, didn't get a chance to. You know, I think, no. I think Draymond brought those guys in case he needed some backup. He, he, listen, he was up against it. He was up against it in a way that we haven't seen. Now, he has that persona like he didn't really care, but he was not playing the way we expect Draymond to play. There was a chance that Golden State wasn't going to be able to close out, but they ended up doing it. And he just needed that. He needed that crutch. Maybe he did. And not only, not just in Golden State, he flew them boys into Boston. And got, you got him he, a sweep. You, you think he paid for everything? I would imagine he would. As he likes to remind us, he's get twenty five million a year, so he can afford those tickets plus his uh, off court money because he's yeah. getting he's got a quite a few of those. Yeah, I ain't mad at him. So there you go. So th- talking about that, it, uh, I didn't get a chance to last week. We'll have Deshaun on coming up at seven o'clock hour. Talk to him then. Obviously, as you said, he was a busy man this past week with the draft. I need to know what people are saying about the Hawks pick. Well, and, first off, let, let, if you, since you missed it, let's hear it real quick. How about that? With the 16th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Atlanta Hawks select A.J. Griffin from Duke University. Okay. I, I heard the name, knew the player a little bit. A's from Duke. That says a lot. Um, I was actually trying to think back. Because, see, you know what's funny what's about the end of the college basketball season, for okay. me mm-hmm. at least, when it comes to Duke, mm-hmm. I don't remember much more than the celebrations for Coach K. I um, really don't. Specifics, they won the game, they didn't win the game. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. The particular players, uh, I just really need to focus. Especially this year, it was so tough because your memories, unless for whatever reason you need to know stats and numbers from each one of these players, my takeaway is still about all the celebrations that were surrounding Coach K and how snarly he was at the last Duke, <laughs> that last home game. You know, well, when they lost Carolina. Yeah, when they lost to Carolina. Yeah. And then when they got in the Final Four, it was still about – I mean, he was there, but the other story for me was that Roy Williams was, you know, like he was playing with house money. Right. he had Kansas and yeah, North Carolina. In the final. Yeah, he's had that – that was the second time he's had that before. Um, I, I thought Duke overachieved this year because I didn't have them as a Final Four contender, but they, I was glad they made it. I would have loved to see Coach K go out with that win. 
But it really? didn't happen. Oh, I would have. Yeah, I'm a big Coach K guy. Okay. You know, a lot because of I really respected, even though he had to change his game, I respected the fact that until late into the 1990s, Duke had never had a player leave before their four-year career was up. Remember right. that? Oh, yeah. And he I thought it. that was tremendous. You know, I would have never drafted a Duke player. I mean, even still today, I, I still cringe sometimes because Duke players just don't do much in the NBA. Because they get injured a lot, then they don't live up to their billing. So we'll mm, see what – got to think about that for a second. Oh, well, Duke players don't do a whole lot. Hmm. Name me one that has really overachieved. And I'll give you five that have underachieved. Okay. Well, I'm not debating that. I'm, no. not, I'm not saying you're right. There's a lot of from, – from a lot of these top programs, they were great for the program once they got to the next level for whatever reason they weren't who you thought they were going to be. There's been some very, very good players from Duke. You're talking about somebody being great, an all-time great – that came from o- that program? On the NBA level? Yeah. Name me one. No, I'm saying, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yes. Because of that. I, I, okay. But they all come out with these high accolades. What's the objective? To be an all-time great player or to make it to the league first and foremost? See, because, see, the object A, get into Duke. That's one thing. B, because you can, we, I mean, we can start with Grant Hill, right? Okay. Okay, so that's a dude who's in the Hall of Fame. He is. And, and there's the one. So you're going to give me four after I give you Grant Hill. Yes. Then we can go to one other guy. I'm not debating that. But what was, what was the greatness level supposed to be coming out of Duke? Because you know that program raises a lot of the, a lot of the game of the players who go to that particular program. Or they're in such a system, you think, oh, well, obviously they're going to go and, and take what they're doing within his system to the next level, which isn't the case. Well, I just know there are a lot of high top 10 drafted Duke players that had very marginal NBA careers for the amount of hype that comes with being a top 10 pick. Eh, okay. Objective still was achieved. They got to the league. That's up to, at that point, it's up to them because just like everything else, when you leave college, you realize it's a different beast. Yeah, you're but, moving. You're but, not, but when a team drafts you that high, you're supposed to come in there and you're, make to be a, a part of their system. Yeah. Well, hang on a second. Be a, say that phrase again. When a team you're expecting them to come in and be a difference maker. A difference maker. Okay. You're supposed Agreed. to come in there Agreed. and, if that's what, and if that's change what it is. the the um, the landscape of that team, whatever team drafted. Now, you. a difference maker could be achieved without becoming a superstar. You can do that. You can be you, – say what you will, but that that one isn't necessarily akin to the other. Because if you're part – just like when you were playing at Duke, yeah. you were a piece. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's very few Christian Leitners and, 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 and people who stand head and shoulders above the teams that they're playing on at that particular time. Again, to the point you made earlier, a lot of that has to do with, you know – Coach K and other programs not keeping guys for three, four years the way they used to. All right, so they're one and done or two and done, and boom, they're gone. I get what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. But at the end of the day, if that's my kid and my kid goes to Duke one or two years, whatever the case is, and his dream was to get to the NBA and they got to the NBA and they had a J.J. Redick uh, J.J. Redick had longevity. Okay, so I'm saying if he had that career, yeah. I'm good. Okay, I'm good with any even J.J. Redick or even a little less than that because for, the objective for was to Redick, get. There's a Okafor. Again, I'm not disagreeing with you. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I'm just saying, but the objective for those guys, for all of them, 
is they can look at us and say something that we can't say. That's true. I got to the NBA. Well, for us Hawks fans, we got to hope that history changes because not just yesterday, I mean Thursday, but our last two first-round draft picks were Duke players. So. Right, well, we, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna jump back into this. We're going to talk Freddie coming up. Also, we got a poll question coming up at 640. Did I mention some of the other folks coming on the show? This is all on the heels of Deshaun. Um, okay. You got to hockey. Sean, well, we, we, got, we, got we got that. We got two more. Sure. <laughs> Sean Belegian is going to join us. You are going to take care of Mr. Crenshaw's avenue as far as letting us know what's going on locally. Absolutely. All right. There's that. Uh, like We got uh, a want ads. If you weren't with us last week, Sam and I started this little feature. We hope it takes off. I'm going to continue it today. And at 8 o'clock today, a voice from the past from this radio station did a show here for a few years. But he is also, uh, I guess, how would you say this? Not a captain of industry, but he's a one of the top <laughs> um, business leaders in this city. Y'all know PT Solutions. Dr. Dale Yate, who's been here before and a friend of the show, a friend of mine. He is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Going to talk some injuries. Got some folks that are nicked up. We're going to find out how long they're going to be on the shelf, but also letting this dude stretch his sports talk muscle. That is all coming up. He'll be here at 8 o'clock through the rest of the uh, the rest of the show. But up next, this re- you want to spend some time talking about what happened out there at the Braves game? I don't think there's any chance we got to. All right. We got That's to. up next. Sam, it's Sam and Greg minus Sam, but Eric is with us this morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Um, you know, I kind of felt like I was underwater in the first inning a little bit. Just couldn't move in a little slow. Couldn't couldn't figure it out. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Willie stayed with me. We were able to kind of get in a groove, you know, two two through four. And then, um, you know, the fifth, I thought I made two pretty good pitches. Uh, I thought the pitch to Turner was a pretty good pitch. And, you know, he put a good swing on it and got it out. And then the one to Smith was, you know, well below the zone. And he put a, he put a good swing on it, got it down the line. So, um, yeah, it kind of spiraled a little quickly. But I thought Colin did a really good job coming in. Um, and, and the whole bullpen, really. Uh, it's going to be huge for the rest of the series. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this 25th day of June, Saturday morning. We can't thank you enough for making us a part of your your weekend. Mr. Crenshaw is on assignment. Eric Slaughter is sitting in for him, doing an admiral job. I mean, he's doing, uh, what do they say, yeoman's work, something like that. I'm just calling multitasking. You're, you're doing a wonderful <laughs> job there. That was Ian Anderson, um, brave starter from yesterday. Gave up four runs, earned runs, uh, but that was pretty much it for the uh, for the Dodgers. Yeah, he Brave's had a bullpen, but yeah, just just the cup that Trey Turner man, that dude. He, you know, he he's a little bit like Jock Peterson in that you just don't want to see him. He's more consistent, but he 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 kills the Braves. He I does like that. He he has been a minister to the Braves since he got to the major leagues. Yes. Anderson, Washington, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's your neck time. of the woods, huh? Yeah. Why, why, why did you do something about that? I, what you want me to do? Go over there and yeah, knock his knee out? Wear his tire or something like that. <laughs> Ring the doorbell and run. I'm gonna send him some bad pizza. Yeah, food boys. There's no such thing. <laughs> There's no such thing. Bad. No such Even thing. when it's bad, it's good. There's no such thing as bad pizza. Even frozen. I can make frozen pizza taste better than most stuff you can order. Really? Absolutely. In a, in a second. And now, you know, first you defrost it and you do some doctoring up there, then boom. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I heard you and uh, you and Sam last week talking about Chicago pizza. I do. Well, I want to like take Chicago. him there. I want to yeah. take him there. And and don't listen to nobody east of the Miss. I mean, you know, from the East Coast talking about Chicago pizza. They got theirs, and that's cool. Yeah. But it's it's never going to be 
But what's your best? Have you had good Chicago pizza here in Atlanta? I've had two. No, that are pretty good. Well, there's Nancy's and Nancy's, there's, yeah. there's there's, there's uh, other places well, over in Vines called Chicago's uh, Vic um, over there off of uh, South Cobb Drive. Yeah, over there in Vines. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's but otherwise, I I like I said, I'm good with just taking a couple frozen ones. The home run is from Chicago. Home run in, mm-hmm. and then just doctor it up some. Okay. But yeah, you and that's a frozen pizza. This, yeah. The home run. Yeah, you're not going to get the same because of the water. That's that comes down to that. You could put the you could put the the, the, the recipe in your hand, get on I sixty five. You know, take eighty over to sixty five in Indiana. Take that straight down all the way to twenty four. Pick that up in Nashville. Take twenty four over to Chattanooga, and then pick up uh, Chattanooga seventy five and bring that down to Atlanta. Holding that recipe in your hand. And do exactly what it says on there, and it will not taste the same. Because of the water. Because of the water. That's what the same people, I've heard a lot of New Yorkers say about bagels. Well, anything having water. to do with bread and, 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 and how it sits there, there's that smell, there's that taste to it. And that's why you New York pizza will always taste a little bit differently than, than Chicago pizza. But, you know, we got three choices here. And I said, you got one there. You ain't got, it ain't about deep dish, it ain't about stuffed. That's that pizza. That's, that's extra gravy. Pizza, <laughs> most people from Chicago get the thin one. But let's move on because yeah. people are sick of hearing about that. Uh, again, Ian Anderson um, takes the loss yesterday against the Dodgers team that, uh, well, like I said, after about the fifth inning, sixth inning, they, you know, they were held at four. Braves just couldn't get the bats going there. But, again, the story from yesterday, there was a couple little stories. There, were, there was one little minor one that happened, and I'm glad they did it, put it behind you. Um, and that was, you know, Freddie found himself on first base a lot. So you had him and Matt Olson, yeah. that dynamic going on. Mm-hmm. And then Acuna found himself on first base a couple times. And they gave that little brotherly they hug. They gave that hug out of the way. A little tap on the shoulder. Yeah, everything's cool. And, and, and after two more games, I ain't got to see you again for a year. So well, the, hopefully they'll see him sometime well, okay. in late September. No, maybe they October. won't. Maybe the Dodgers won't get there. Well, Braves come, will get there. Oh, come on. Do you think the Dodgers aren't going to get there? I, I didn't say I think that. I'm just saying, you know, it, there's a possibility. There's no gar- the point is there's no guarantee they're going to see each other in the playoffs. There is a guarantee they'll see each other next season, both of them being healthy, of course. Absolutely. Okay. But let's get to Freddie and his big day. Coming back to Atlanta, and, and by the way, that will be sort of the jump-off point for the poll question we're going to give you, and we'll do that during the next segment. But um, listen, this was his pregame remarks. If you didn't hear him, Freddie Freeman, upon returning to Atlanta. Every sort of emotion. Last time I was on this field, there was a big stage in the middle of this field because we accomplished something so special. From the bottom of my heart, my family's heart, we thank you for the support that you've shown my family and I for the last 12 years. And there was more. Yeah, but again, if he's not crying, is everybody else sobbing as much? You think you think the the, the the emotions are flowing as much? I do because well, first off, the tribute the tribute oh, that was video cool. yeah. was pretty good, yeah. so that got it going. I mean, so even if he was all stoic and all, you know, I'm I'm not going to, you know, I'm too tough to cry. I guarantee you that tribute board had a lot of people getting oh, into yeah. their emotions. Well, you showed. I saw the the the, the two shot. Right. A split screen and his emotions, and he was looking at the board for a while, and then he just turned away. Well, I mean. You know, and that was when, you know, the floodgates started open. And 
than you knew. But again, it's not anything new to us here because we we're used to Freddie showing emotion. Yeah, you know. Okay. But when they showed the pictures of a young 20-year-old Freddie Freeman, and you didn't realize, so they had Snicker up there. Snicker was the third base coach. Yes, he was. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, and you had him and Snicker at 20 years. Well, not Snicker at 20, but Freddie at 20, coming up, getting his first hit, and then they had the big home runs. And then, of course, they ended it with him recording well, getting the assist on the last out of the World Series because it was, I think it was a – Speaking of which, I can't remember what happened to that ball. On that last out? Yeah, he stuck it in his back pocket. Good for him. I, I just, <laughs> oh, well, I don't know that he didn't give it to somebody. You know, did he give it to Snicker? Did he give it to, you know? Why? Well, because he's the manager of the team, and, and that's what kind of thing what Freddie would do. Now, I got no problem with him keeping it. I just want to know what happened to him. I remember who was it? It was one of the times that Boston had won, and their first baseman stuck it in his. Kevin Millar? No, what's that first baseman's name? Well, Boston. how recent was it? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, it'll come to me in Death a second. Death to all Boston. Red Sox. I don't like Bo- that. <laughs> That's right. You're from Baltimore. <laughs> uh, but he stuck that ball in his back pocket. And then there was a conversation at the next se- when the next season started, what happened to that ball? Hmm. So somebody will tell it, 404-741-0929 or at 92.9 the game. Let us know what happened to that ball. Did Freddie just say he kept it? Did he give it to somebody else? I can't remember. It doesn't really move the needle that much, but I was just curious about that because I noticed that watching the replay last night. He stuck that ball in, boom, and, and of course, the celebration starts. Yeah. Uh, let's hear what Freddie received once he got to first base for the first time in yesterday's game. Not first base. This is coming to, oh, to, coming coming to, to the batter's box. Bat? Oh, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Typo here. There you go. And here is Freddie Freeman for the first time back in Atlanta. And it went on, and it went on, and it went on. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Talking about uh, last night, Braves uh, take the loss, but it was all about Freddie Freeman's return to Atlanta and and the tributes that he got and his emotions and then the emotions of everybody else here. Um, off the top of your head, you got one or two favorite Freddie Freeman moments? Um, mm, No, not off the top of my head. I mean, I would have to say um, his MVP year of the – Corona shortened season, the fact that he was so hot and really carried the Braves that year, that would be probably number one. Then number two would be the fact that, that he went out as a World Series champion. How about that? Out of town. Out of town, right. Okay. Well, he, he finished his career. I didn't think he was – no one really thought – how many people really thought when they recorded that last out that that was the oh, last no, time no, no, Freddie they, Freeman? They, yeah, they, absolutely. You, and you wished that they were going to get it done. You, you felt like you had confidence in them getting it done. But if you follow the sport and like we have to, and we see some of the some of the things that were happening, and the business of being the Atlanta Braves and those yeah. executives up there, you knew mm-hmm. there was a possibility of yeah. it happening. Especially well, well, with the, Matt Olson. The longer being it went, the longer it went. I started saying I've said it many times on this station. The longer it went, the the less of the probability that he returned. Yeah, you would have thought they would have had it done quick and fast as soon as the new season started. As soon as they said, oh, you can now sign your own players, which I don't think – you don't have to wait that long, you know, because with the exclusive rights. 
But the longer it went, it was just like, it's just not going to happen. You know, the good thing about this is, and, and I don't know that it is a good thing, but there's a sense of, of, of achievement and the weight is off of him in a way that, while, yeah, it had been great for him to finish his career in Atlanta. And who's to say that he won't come back here? You know, they were talking about that during the game. Albert Pujols went back to St. Louis at some point, right? So He's back there now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but I'm saying at some point he went back. So who's to say Freddie won't put on a Braves uniform one more time down the road? But well, Good point. I mean, if he – if he finishes out this, I don't see him coming back on this current contract because he'll be making oh, no, way no, no, too no, no, much no. money. And that's fine. So he'll be 39 but my when this contract is, ends. He he would still have some expectations and people would maybe want to, you know, hey, you got to repeat. You're going to do this. We want to do do what the other guys who won in the 90s didn't do. Go back and get it again. There's going to be, there would be pressure on him, albeit not as much as in the past, but there'll be so, there would be some here were he still a part of this team, right? Oh, Absolutely. There is none in Los Angeles. He's playing with house money. Yeah, and for Freddie Freeman, and and for (laughs) Freddie Freeman after what he went through here with COVID and just being the face of an organization and and achieving what I'm sure he set out to do as any as any professional when you get with that team, you want to be the leader, lead them to a championship. He checked all the boxes. Everyone. That's why I had no issue with him. And I think that. Everybody, like you saw the Dodgers clapping last night. You know how the Braves feel about them. It's like, man, you know what? You're good. Come join us, you know, yeah. the Dodgers, that is. Play with us. Be Freddie Freeman. Yep. But the expectations of you leading us. They got nope. Mookie Betts over there. They got yeah, yeah. all these other players. Kershaw has been yeah. here forever. They, they, we got leaders here. Yeah, so we absolutely. don't need you to be that. We just need you to be Freddie Freeman. Yep. And, and just, just be that 300 hitter. That's right. Be that, that you've get been that your crew whole cut tight and all of that. And, and, and bring the family out. Let Charlie run around and, yep. and all that. But and bring some of your wife's friends to the game. Of, he, <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a peace of mind now. <laughs> That um, wouldn't be here had he not finished that business. If he well, if he stayed with Atlanta, and and the other part about this is, I think that across the board, people couldn't be happier for him. No, no. There's certain players who you don't like seeing that. This is a guy who is universally loved and respected. In a way, here are my two takeaways from Freddie Freeman here in Atlanta. One, we never saw, but we saw, we heard about it, and that's when Chipper Jones. Had to go out in the middle of the night and rescue him. You don't remember that. Were you living here then? I'm sure I was. I've been here 25 years. Okay, well, maybe you that don't story remember, got you swept don't under the rug. No, it was everybody was talking about it. Freddie, Freddie had car trouble, and it was a, it was like crazy bad snow, icy weather, and something. Like oh, that. I thought it was some kind of controversy. No, 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 no. no he actually okay. got stuck. Okay, and he called his buddy Chipper, who's got all kinds of outdoor. You know, oh, out, Chip is a country boy. He's well, they got nothing to do with it. He can be a country boy and not have out be an outdoor enthusiast with the equipment and the toys. Chipper has that. Mm-hmm. So Chipper got on the four wheel and and went through whatever crazy area Freddie found himself in, picked him up, put him on the back, and took him home. That's one thing. So there was a conversation about the passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know, yep. Chipper taking it from the the, 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 the you know the other Pitchers when he joined that team, right. the team that won it all. And then, of course, Chipper handed it off to Freddie. So that story and how it happened and the picture of Freddie Friesen out there and Chipper Jones, of all people, coming to pick him up, that's priceless. But the other one is the one that took place over the last couple of years and his relationship with Rizzo, with Anthony Rizzo, and the back and forth 
with with a the rundown and and Rizzo running out. You know, you looking at me funny like you didn't pay attention to this I stuff. I did not. You they you, have you. they have had a relationship. I mean, obviously they've known each other for a while, but the last couple of years, and especially last, was it last year, year before last, whatever. But they had fun when the Cubs played the, the Braves. Braves to the point where Anthony Rizzo and you know was mic'd up one game and he's chasing Freddie in a rundown. It's like Frederick. Frederick, really? come back here. And that was kind of really cool. Two, two slow first basemen. <laughs> and then the other one was Braves were beating the you-know-what out of the Cubs, and they put Rizzo on the mound, and he struck him out. I remember that. Okay, so that, that relationship. And, and, and both of those guys enjoying Major League Baseball in a way that was just great to watch. You haven't seen that in a while. You got this dark cloud over who may be doing what with baseball. That's been there forever. You see these two guys enjoying themselves the way they had. That, to me. That's what brings people to baseball games and to the TV. That kind of stuff. You want to try and baseball is trying so hard to to become relevant like they used to be. It's things like that. That relationship, that organic connection between those two players and having fun like eight-year-olds in the in, in the playground. That's what'll bring fringe people back to TV. Oh, I like watching him. Oh, I like watching them. So on just word of mouth like that. Anyway, we are going to switch gears. There was a hockey game last night, and because of what happened, they're going to be a game six. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and we have a poll question for you. Along the lines of Freddie's return, that's all coming up. Sam and Greg with Eric Slaughter this morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 TheGame.com. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 the game.com. Sam Sam ain't here this morning. Y'all, sorry. <laughs> it's not worse than not hearing that voice. But we got mine. He's, Mr. Crenshaw is on, on uh, assignment. We have the capable, he's capable hands of Eric Slaughter, who's going to be in. He's going to handle what's going on locally. Uh, him and Sam do a lot of stuff together. Obviously, he's his man with the uh, high school scoreboard show. So. We are just, uh, and again, this is going to be one of those mornings where I'm, I'm using Eric as a crutch because I was gone all last week dealing with um, my father and, and his situation down there, and, and it was stuff that had happened. And I'm up on some of it, but some of it I missed. Like, I, I had one eye on that, it must have been game four of the NHL Finals. No way in the world I thought that Tampa Bay would lose that at home. They got the first win, got on the board. All they do was win the second one. Make it a series, get it tied up there, but they let Colorado win there down in Tampa Bay. By the way, I was there for that, meaning I'm in that area, that whole region, down there in Sarasota, and all these events were going on, like when the Braves were in the World Series here. And even at this little hotel I was staying at, all the TVs were on. People were gathered there. This was a big deal down there. What's I was that, surprised. About an hour and a half away, maybe? What Sarasota? You About an hour or so. Hour, yeah. Yeah, and, but it's it's that region. Yeah, it's like Braves. You go into you go you go to Charlotte. You go to Chattanooga when the Braves are in the World Series. You got Alabama. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Braves they, country. Is yeah, they Braves call country. It. Right. I got you. Mm-hmm. So that's what was going on. By the way, that song you play, "Come Back." Hang on, let me put my spectacles on here just real quick, like something like that. There, that song debuted on June twenty fifth. Barry White. Yeah, Barry White put that out. What year? 
Um, oh, I got 75. you. 1975. 75. Can't get enough of your love, baby. All kinds what of process here. What they call the, the, the walrus? Who? Barry White, the walrus of love. No, he was, he, no, 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 no. He was, now see, now you got me thinking. Too that was his nickname, the walrus of love. He had something else. He had, he had another name here, too. It was, it was, it was, oh, not Teddy Bear. That's Teddy Pendergrass. Um, anyway, let, let's get back to that. Because first of all, I got to take care of another piece of business. We were going at it last segment. Who put that ball in his back pocket? So we're talking about Freddie keeping the World Series ball. Yeah. Doug Bankavich. That's the name I was thinking of. And that goes back to the old four. From the Red Sox? From the Red Sox. You can't even remember him. Well, I couldn't a minute ago, but now I had to go back and look mm. at his name. Yeah. Okay. and But, see, here's the thing. It didn't work out positively like the way he thought. He what stuck Because it was the first time the Red Sox. This was like the 04. Okay, win, yeah. First okay? time in a gazillion years. And that's years. when they came back, yeah. and they, they were down 03. To, well, that was the, the Yankees. Yankees in ALCS. In the ALCS. Yeah. And, and uh, actually, I think the Dodgers manager stole a base, and that started the rally. Dave um, Roberts. <laughs> yeah, he stole okay, the base yeah. and started the rally, and the Red Sox not only came back and beat the Yankees, who were up 3-0, mm. but then swept. So they won eight straight games to win that World Series. Who do they play in that World Series? Um, I wish you wouldn't ask me that because off the top of my head, I want to say the Cardinals, but I know that's not them. Okay. But it'll it'll come back to me. But they – they um, why am I thinking California Angels? Mm, I know the Look Angels won one. That's what I was about to do. Look it up real quick there, since you asked the question. Um, but since he – and he admitted he's got the ball, man. Cambridge, that is. But he's gotten death threats. He's gotten people, like, yelling crazy things at him in public. And he's afraid to go back to Svenway Park. He's not, he, he not, you know, well, there was for a while. I don't know. You know but. So, first off, you were correct. They swept the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. And, well, I, I know mean, they, they swept whoever they played in the World Series. They, they let, uh, what's his name, Bucky Dent back in that place. So, right? Wasn't, it Bucky, wasn't he the one that let the ball go through his legs? No, that was Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner. Okay. And did one of the funniest. He did one of the funniest Curb Your Enthusiasms there was. Like the one, not the last season, but the season the, before Larry David Retired. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. Well, he's never retired. He always seems to come back a couple years later with a new season. But they were two that this dude, for whatever reason, now he can make the tragic funny. He has he has been successful. Larry David. Doing, Larry or, David uh, has 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 taken tragedy and made it funny in two forms that I didn't think were possible. One is, in fact, it was the episode before the Bill Buckner one, which you guys got to watch. Okay. It's just, it's just, <laughs> you gotta watch. And there's obviously some sort of tie-in to Bill Buckner catching something. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. But he also had one, and I think it was the one just before that, with Michael J. Fox. And the joke throughout this episode was Parkinson's. But you had to see the way he did it. And Michael J. Fox was in on it with both feet. Is Larry David the greatest writer in television history? I don't, I wouldn't. I'm, a, I'm not qualified to say that. And writing, like sing, it's like saying, is Beyonce the greatest singer of all time? Well, right. you're gonna have a whole lot of, a people, lot of people knocking you down that loved Aretha Franklin or a male singer because you're gonna say female singer or just singer. And but the, got, sh- the, sh- some, the shows that he produced and written for are some of the greatest shows in TV. So is Norman Lear's. But Norman Lear was a producer. Okay, well there he wasn't a writer who for those shows. Okay. Yeah. Then you could say somebody like, um, we should say this for casting call, mm, okay. but you, Neil Simon. Right, okay. There was a writing staff for a TV show at one point that had Neil Simon, 
um, uh, Woody Allen, Mel Brooks, and what's part your... of the writing staff, and I think Larry Gilbert, who the guy who wrote Mash, was a part of that. And there might be another name I'm leaving out here. Um, was that it? was your show of shows. That was a show back in the fifties when these guys were all coming oh, up, okay. and that was the writers' room. Those names. Think about that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. Listen, as we watched what happened last night in Colorado, um, letting Tampa Bay come back in, tying the score in the third period, then losing it in overtime, we got ourselves a game six. wasn't sure if we we're going to get ourselves a game six. Abs looked like they were ready to close it out, especially being at home, right? And they don't get it done. So now. All bets are off because what did we say about this series? Like we say about any series. No until, home ice. Uh, yeah, until mm. the road team wins a game, we don't know what's going on. Yep. So Avs took the first two at home. Tampa Bay comes back. They win the first game at home. Then they lose to the Avs. Okay, the Avs got it done. Now they come back figuring the Avs are going to win this thing. Mm. Shut it down. They're up 3-1. Boom. They give it up. My point for saying all this is Sean Belegian is going to be with us both days. <laughs> He's going to be here later on in the show today. Uh, and he'll probably join us again tomorrow. Sean Belizean, if you don't know, is from a uh, TV station up in Detroit, WJR, and a guy who is so entrenched in that community is a guy named Paul W. Smith, and he is on from 6 until 9 mornings at this radio station, and Sean does, among other things, he's the voice for their hockey coverage. Right. And this guy Which is, is called, huge. Up. Is that, is that's that is, huge. Rank the, rank the teams in Detroit. Again, it, the Red Wings there's won? somebody screaming at the radio that lives <laughs> next to you in my house, and they would want you to start with the Tigers. Right. But is it the teams? Is it the pro teams? Because there are people who go to the college. There's a couple college teams that draw just as much as some of the pro teams. You ain't going to get nearly the crowd at a Pistons game that you're going to get That'd at a Wolverines blue. game. Yeah. And the same thing with a Tom Izzo-Michigan State game. That's not going to get right, as much. I said Detroit. Ann Arbor's about 30 miles outside Detroit. So is Ann Arbor. But, they, yeah, but, the, the, but, the but East Lansing's way out there. Here's the crazy part about that city. We all have a perception of its economic situation. Mm-hmm. And downtrodden is a word that's used a lot when you talk about that city. True. There are people who still live up there that will tell you that is turned the corner. There's a lot of new money, a lot of tech money that's going into Detroit. All right, we'll see what happens. But for a team, for a city that has been this way for a while, there is no city on the map that supports their professional teams like Detroit. And it's mind-boggling because you don't have – we know how much a ticket costs yep. to go to a professional football game yep. and the park and to get all the other stuff and like mm-hmm. that. They support them – what you want to call them Lions, just like they support the Tigers, like they support the Red Wings, like they support – the Pistons. Yeah, but if you don't want to answer the question, I will. I don't know. It, it's the Red Wings. The Red Wings are they number are, one. They're cra- well, but see, the thing is, foot, hockey fans are, are cut from a different cloth. They'll make you feel like they're the most – like the same thing with Chicago. Black, while, while Michael Jordan was putting up rings, Blackhawk fans would eat through tree bark telling you they're the best fans in that city. And and then the Bears fans would well, they don't. They the don't. The Bears fans are, you know, they're still living off 85. what happened when Reagan was president, you know. Um but yeah, I, I, you know, listen, it's subjective. Yes, Red, Red, Red Wings fans are as as rabid as the Tiger fans that you know she loves and embraces, just like the Lions fans. So you know, what are you going to do? Pistons fans, they're waiting for the, the next Chauncey Billups to show up and them boys to make some noise. 
Can we do the poll question? Absolutely. You kept me down this rabbit hole, man. See, I'm trying to st- stop from doing that. Now you're doing what I normally do, which, which is fine. All right. With Freddie Freeman's return, mm-hmm. we thought we'd throw in some kind of poll question. And the funny part about this is we haven't really settled on the three names, and then we'll have other that will be a part of the poll. But what three Atlanta athletes do you feel got the love, got the most love upon their return? We saw what Freddie got last night. I think right now that's the leader in the clubhouse. Okay. But I'll give you two. You tell me if those are on your list, and we'll go with that, and we'll have everybody reach out to at 92.9thegame, and we'll see what they say. And maybe other will win. But my three, Freddie. Okay. Dominique. Yes. I'm torn between Dion and Michael Vick, so I will say Dion. Okay, well. I, I definitely had Michael Vick on mine. Yeah. Um, I wasn't here for Dion's return. Oh, I know great, it was, great I know it was, I know it was tremendous. San okay. Francisco. You remember what happened in that game? Him, is that he picked went to the house, didn't he? Yeah, but it was him back and forth with Andre Horizon too. Okay, they had they had some they had a little scuffle. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I remember seeing the highlights of that. Yeah, I got that in the montage of pictures uh, at my okay. place. All but right, anyway. so so the other the other one that I had on my list. Tom Glavin when he came back with the Mets. I don't know that that was he got much love because he was part of the union and they had some issues with. Glavin but he still and his was leadership. the he still was the. You could say Smalls too, and you could say Maddox. All three of them guys left and came back with other teams. Yeah, they all came, they all left and came back with but, other but teams. See, but but Maddox was never an original Brave. Yeah, but he got three Cy Youngs here, so he was the. Glavin okay, was fine. the MVP, and and Smaltz Smaltz was the best pitcher who left being a starter and became the preeminent closer closer in yeah. this league because of because of his surgery. So all of them hold a unique spot in the city for what they did. Yeah. That's why I left the pitchers off. That's the only reason I left off, and there were three of them. So I went with three, these three. Now, we have other on this list, so maybe there'll be other will win. But can we agree on Freddie, Dion, and um, – I see Dominique. Neat. I see Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. That's our so. Point. Those will be the three. Which one got the most love of those three? Again, Freddie Freeman, Dominique Wilkins, and our um, and Deion Sanders upon their return to the city or other. And the poll will be up at at ninety two nine. Appreciate you participating. Now, coming up in seven o'clock hour, we are going to talk to Deshaun Tate. Everybody, please hit your knees, say a little prayer that he's going to wake up. All right, he's going to join us. 7.15, and we're also going to do something that, um, well, I'm going to do something that Sam and I started last week, and we have decided to be the mouthpiece for businesses out there, you know, some governmental agencies, some not, we'll just leave it at that, that are looking for people. All these industries, all these businesses need people. Maybe you don't know about them. Maybe there's only one or two people out there listening that didn't know this particular, last week it was all about Paulding County Fire Department. And their needs. This week we have another one. We're going to tell you about it coming up at 7 o'clock hour. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.